Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. We survived 2020. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. My first podcast of the year, I thought it would be something different, but quite naturally, I find myself disappointed with society. So we are talking thoughts on diet culture and toxic fitness spaces. Yes, it is that time of year again. I love New Year's resolutions. I love New Year's goals. I love thinking about all of the things that you want to accomplish in the year. Love all of that. More often than not, for a lot of people, New Year's resolutions, however, often comes with diet and exercise. And that's fantastic. And that's great. I am not knocking anyone's goals. If you want to look better for you, if you want to exercise because it feels better for you and you're tired of feeling sluggish and like crap and can't walk up a flight of stairs without getting winded, I am 110% here for that. Let me start off by saying that. On the downside, however, and this is what we're talking about today, we're talking about diet culture toxic fitness spaces and how pervasive they are in sending horrible negative messages that we as a society do not need right now or ever. And I would have thought with everything that we went through in 2020, resetting our perspective, resetting our goals, that we wouldn't be in this trap right now. We wouldn't be talking about this. However, the diet industry is a $72 billion business and naturally they want to make their money so they ain't changing a beat and I get it, but we gonna talk about it. So as a result of the New Year's resolutions, like I said, New Year's goals, around this time of year, we see a lot of messages around weight loss and dieting and just toxic fitness. And when I say toxic fitness, what I mean is the singular-minded approach to exercise and fitness. And the single-minded approach is to do it just to lose weight. So for a lot of people, it becomes not it becomes a sole means to an end, not for enjoyment, not because I love this instructor, not because I love their music, and not because this gets me going and it helps me just reset my day. Fitness becomes this almost a punishment, like a chore. Like I have to run five miles. I have to do my HIIT workout. I have to, you know, you have to, not I get to, but I have to do this workout because I it's going to help me lose weight. And so you see this kind of mentality around the holidays in the sense of turkey burn and sweating for your doubles and earning your doubles and um, earning your, when I say doubles, what I mean like, um, what, I'm like my brain is not functioning right now. <laughs> when I say doubles going for seconds or eating dessert or whatever, you have this idea basically that you have to earn your food. You have to earn what you're eating. And we see that a lot around the holidays and it naturally carries over to New Year's because the holidays are a time of indulgence. We're eating, we're going out to parties, we're celebrating more, we're seeing people. So naturally it is a time of year where you're eating more because you're more social, where you're drinking more. So then New Year's comes around and the mentality is, oh, it's a reset, you know, work off all all of the weight that you gained last year, especially around the holidays. And I'm here to say today, if you are thinking about starting a diet 
don't do it. That is so much easier said than done because again, these messages are so pervasive. At any point during the year, if you turn on TV and you're watching TV and you go on commercial break, you will see all types of commercials for gimmicky weight loss, exercise, this diet, that diet. It's everywhere. And now if you're on, so I mean, not now if you're on social media, it's always been on social media, but especially this time of year, it is everywhere. And I believe that I'm a little bit more sensitive to it because I am in the fitness space. I am in the wellness space. So I see it a lot. And although I've never succumbed to diet culture, I will say the one exercise program that I did was P90X. I did that about eight years ago. And I really liked it because that was when I was starting to get into fitness and I wanted to try different workouts. And I I'm personally like variety. You will never see me do the same two workouts every back to back to back. Like I love variety. I love different workouts. I love doing, um, of course, I like love cycling. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of HIT. I will do it maybe once a week, maybe once every 10 days, because I do not believe that we need to be running our body into the ground in that manner consistently on a day-to-day or even every other day basis. But that's just my personal opinion. And like I said, I'm more sensitive to this because I'm in these spaces. And so I have more insight to it and the motivations behind why and how damaging these messages are and how toxic they can be. So I'm here to tell you, if you are thinking about starting a diet, don't do that shit. Don't do it. Cancel it. Exit out. 80% of people who shed a significant portion of their body weight or body fat will not maintain it in 12 months. So you do whatever workout or whatever diet program, you lose 10 pounds, you lose 20 pounds, you lose 30 pounds, fantastic. In 12 12 months from now, you'll have gained it all back. Overwhelmingly, diets fail. And while I'm in this space, I am not an expert, but you don't have to be an expert to know this stuff. It is legit just facts. It is facts. You can Google this. You can Google how much the diet industry makes off of you. You can Google how much it's worth. You can Google how many of these diets fail. You see these images. So why are we pushing a product that fails? Think about it. In any other industry, if you if 80% of its product failed or 80% of the people who were using the product in a year experienced adverse effects that left them worse off before they started, would people be going back to that? Would people be using that? No, in any other industry, it would not be a thing. So why is it that in the diet industry, it's a thing? I, I don't get it. It's like, get off that, get off that treadmill, get off that rat wheel, get, get off of that path. Do not start the diet. And then I also want you to think about the incentive behind these messages that people are sending you. What do they have to gain in you losing this weight? What do they have to gain in you coming to their space? And why? Think about the messages that they're sending behind it. See, my frustrations with a lot of these diets is they frame our body as something that needs to be fixed. Our bodies are not 
things that need to be fixed. We are fine the way that we are. And this is perpetuated by society's perspective that one ideal body type is to be put on a pedestal and everybody should look the same way. And it's crazy. It is literally crazy because we are billions of people with different DNAs, with a different set of circumstances, with different incomes. There are so many things that impact the way we look, how much we weigh. There are so many things that impact that. So many things that impact that. For us to think that, for people to think that everyone, everybody should look the exact same way and completely ignore the circumstances outside of our control that would determine that, but then try to sell you an idea or a perspective and say, you can, you too can look this way if you just do this and completely ignore the un movable, unshakable, unchangeable circumstances that lead you to looking as you do is insane to me. For example, I have four sisters. And if you look at us, all of us generally look the same, but we don't look the same. My eldest sister, she is a bird. I always say she eats like a bird. She's tiny. She is a tiny human being. She's like a size maybe zero or two. I'm a size six or eight. We have the same parents. Then I have the sister right after me. She is she has a gluten sensitivity, so she eats gluten-free, and she is in between my older sister and I. She's not a bird. She's got a little bit more to her, but not like I'm like thick. I got muscle on me. Okay, like my thighs, these thighs are crushing skulls, okay? <laughs> I got muscles. I'm like bigger than my sisters in terms of muscle capacity. And then my two little sisters, they're just very they're just very small, but even though they're small, they are shaped differently as well. We are in the same family, but there are different body types within our family. And with my brothers, my eldest brother, he is both of my brothers are tall. And when I say my eldest brother, I mean my big little brother because he's five years younger than me, but he's like seven inches taller than me. So he's like my big little brother. Both my little brothers are taller than me. But my big little brother, he is tall, but he's very thin. He's got very wide shoulders, but he's very slim compared to my youngest brother, who is also tall, very broad, but he's got muscle to him. He's like, he's that kid is set. So within my family, there are so many different body types. And I won't say so many different body types. We generally look the same, but there are different sets to the way we are. You can see our differences. Sometimes we may be able to wear the same size clothes. Sometimes we may not be able to. So all I'm saying is that we put this one body type on a pedestal, but there are so many different factors that may determine that that is not accessible for everyone. So people are trying to sell you a dream that quite literally is physically impossible for you to maintain without great harm or great risk or great modification to your body. So think about who is profiting off of this. Because like I said earlier, the diet industry makes, in 2018, they increased their sales by 4% and they jumped to $72 billion. They make the diet industry makes billions of dollars selling you a product that they know doesn't work, that is not sustainable 
and you will buy it anyway. Think about that. It is absolutely insane. And it's all different types of all different types of diets. Before you could say like Atkins and Jenny Craig and all of these different diets. But nowadays you have the F-factor diet, the um, keto diet. Oh my God. That's the one that always drives me, like makes me batty, like makes me grind my teeth. Because the keto diet was created to, or keto rather, sorry, I'm saying it wrong, keto. <laughs> Let me put my little bougie glasses on. Let me get my monocle out. The keto diet <laughs> was created to help people with epilepsy control their seizures. It was not meant for the average person. What? So why is the average person that doesn't have epilepsy, that does not struggle with any seizure seizures, why are they on the keto diet? I, I don't, I, I literally, I don't understand this. And I also think that, because yes, I'm in the diet. Yes, I'm in. I won't say I'm not in the diet industry by all by any means, but I am in the fitness industry, and I see so many people on this platform. I see so many of my peers selling workouts to people that they are not certi- certified to sell. They're not registered dietitians. They don't have any degrees. They don't have any certifications and they're trying to sell people meal plans based off what works for their body, never having met these people, not knowing what their circumstances are, not knowing any predispositions whatsoever. And they're just trying to sell people meal plans and diets based on what works for their body, a one-size-fits-all approach. And a one-size-fits-all approach will never, ever work for everybody. This ain't a Snuggie, okay? Diet and exercise and approaching it is not a Snuggie. It's not a pillow. It's not going to fit everybody. And even pillows, they don't even be fitting everybody because some of the pillows that Snow Bay uses, I would, I could not use them. They're too hard for me. But he's like, hey, I like it. I'm like, you like it? I love it. But there's no one-size-fits-all approach to fitness or dieting or what we should be eating. And because I am in this fitness space, And because I am aware of these messages and it frustrates me so poorly, I'm sorry, not poorly, (laughs) It, it frustrates me to a great degree. And so this has impacted how I approach fitness, how I coach my classes, how I teach my classes, how I approach people. I don't ask them about their goals because it's none of my business. I'm not in a space where I can assist you in that fashion because I don't know you. I don't know your predispositions. I don't know your history. And anyone on Instagram trying to sell you a meal plan or a diet plan that does not know your history has no business selling anything to you, especially if they're not certified. So even though I am in the fitness industry, I'm not selling you dreams. I just want you to sweat because it makes you happy, because it makes you feel good, because that's how you like to move your body and it gets your energy up and it gets your endorphins flowing and it gets you just feeling really good about yourself. And in my classes, that's the approach I lead with. You will never, ever, 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 ever in a million years Hear me say anything about your body because your body is none of my business. It's none of anybody's business. Your body is your business 
and your doctor's business. And speaking of doctors, some of them are way out of touch. Some of them went to med school 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago even, and the science has changed, but they haven't kept up with the science. For example, my doctor, every time I see him, he tells me for the past, like, I think I've been seeing him now for maybe nine or 10 years, and I need to get a female doctor. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for like the past two or three years. Coronavirus has made this search a little bit worse and I need to see him sooner rather than later. I plan on changing that. But anyways, my doctor for the past seven or eight years, he's been telling me that I need to lose the same 10 pounds because of my BMI. And anyone who knows anything now, again, not an expert, but we all know the BMI scale is outdated and is not, it is set to one specific body type. But every time I go in there for my checkup, they ask me to get up on the scale. And that's the, honestly the only time I ever weigh myself is when I'm in his office. And out of, after that, I don't weigh myself because to me, those numbers on the scale mean very little. They actually mean nothing. They mean nothing. They don't tell me how healthy I am. They tell me how much mass I am carrying in that moment and how much mass I am carrying in that moment. If I weigh myself the next day, it can change. It will likely change. So those numbers tell me nothing. They're not a measure of anything. They're not a measure of how funny I am, how valuable I am as a person, how good of a sister, how good of a daughter, how good of a wife, how good of a friend I am. They mean nothing. So anyways, I get up on the scale when I'm in his office and he tells me I need to lose the same 10 pounds every single year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. But I look in the mirror and I'm like, I look great. I look fine. And if I feel like I need to lose weight, then I'll be like, Sasha, eat better. And that's it. Like this approach, these approaches we take to fitness and exercise, we make it so complicated. Americans make it so complicated. We have the highest number, the West and America, we have the highest numbers in disordered eating. We make it, we make food so complicated with these diets and these approach to fitnesses. And I'm like, whatever happened to just eating the rainbow? Whatever happened to just eating when you're hungry? Whatever happened to just drinking water, staying hydrated and moving your body because it feels good? Fitness is not that complicated. Food is not that complicated. Eat whole foods. We make it so much compli more complicated than it has to be. But then there are also these messages, again, that we get from society, these toxic messages that make it so much more complicated than it has to be, that approaches exercise for something that needs to be punished. You need to grind yourself into the grind, uh, into the ground. Like I take a lot of fitness classes everywhere. Like I take my own classes at Cycle Bar. I'll take classes at SoulCycle. And when I go to SoulCycle sometimes, I love SoulCycle, do not have anything against them, love SoulCycle. I will double because it's fun. Or I love the instructor. They're like, hey, come on in, take another class. And I'm like, all right, cool. I never go into that approach thinking I have to take two classes in a row. I got to burn this many calories. I just love it because it's fun. But in so many spaces that I'm in, some people will just double or take triple classes and they're like oh and then I'll overhear them and it's like oh I have this event coming up this weekend and I need to fit into this dress or I'm sweating for this or I'm sweating for that and I'm just like the fitness instructor the fitness coach the fitness professional in me just cringes because I'm like this this should not be your approach to exercise and you're grinding your body down to the ground for what for what and that's ultimately what I think of for what so as a coach, because I'm in these spaces, I'm so mindful of the messages that I send. I'm so mindful of the things that I say. And I wish other 
coaches, I I really wish that what I would have woken up and saw in 2021 are coaches and people in fitness and wellness spaces that would have been like, no, this year we're doing it different. But no, they're selling their meal plans. They're selling their freaking workouts. And I get it. Everybody has bills to pay at the end of the day. Everybody has bills to pay. And we're all trying to make a living. And so many of us have lost income as a result of coronavirus. I get it. But be ethical about it. Flip it up. Change the script. Flip the script because you get more people if you're trying if your intention is trying to bring people in the to in the door you will always catch more flies you will always catch and i'm not calling people flies so let me rephrase that you will always get more people with love when you share love when you create an of an environment that's judgment free and fosters wellness and community and start where you are because acknowledging that we're all on different journeys with different goals and on different paths and acknowledging that you will always get more people in and you will keep those people. I cannot recall. I just, there are so many people who will tell me, oh, your classes are so fun or I love that I'm not thinking about my body. I'm just thinking about having fun and thinking about the things that I can do. And that makes me as a coach feel empowered because it's like, yes, my message is connecting. It's resonating because I don't ever want anyone to come into my class or come into my space and think of it as punishment, something that they have to do instead of something that they get to do. Because my body is none of their business. I'm just here for all of us to have a great time. And that's the environment that I'm trying to cultivate. So I don't want this to get super long. I don't want this to turn into a rant. (laughs) In closing, what I'm simply saying is if you want to work out, do it. Reframe your mindset around your approach to exercise. Exercise is not something that you should approach as a chore. It is not something you should view as punishment. And if you view it that way, I want you to sit down and think about why and maybe write out why. Maybe you had a really bad coach in the past or maybe you feel, maybe you hate the workout you're doing. In all honesty, maybe you hate it. If you approach any type of workout and you're like, I have to do this, And I'm not saying that because there are some days I don't want to work out and I'm like, and every time I go into that, go into an exercise or a workout with that mentality, nine times out of 10, I leave it like, I'm so glad that I did that. And it's just more often than not, if I don't want to do a workout, it's because I'm being lazy or it's late in the day. And sometimes you just got to listen to your body. So I don't want you to ignore the cues your body is sending you. If your body is sending you cues that I'm tired and really you don't need a workout that day, then don't do it. But if you're like, if you, you know yourself, you know if you're really just being lazy or if you're actually tired. And so for me, I know if that I'm being lazy, if I get up and do that workout, I feel 10 times better, but it never feels like punishment. And so if you are going into a workout knowing that you hate it and viewing it as punishment, there are so many different exercise programs out there. Try it out and find what works for you, what makes you happy, and then stick with that. And if you want to eat better, if you want to lose weight, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But make sure, be mindful of why you're doing it. Be mindful if it's, I want to be able to walk, I want to increase my cardio game. I want to be able to walk up the stairs without losing my breath. I don't want my knees to hurt. I don't want to feel sluggish or weighed down. If that's why you want to lose weight, do it. Find the motivations behind why though. Is it, are you doing it for you or are you doing it because you feel like you have to do it to fit some kind of aesthetic or to make somebody else happy if you're not doing it for you it's never gonna work if you're doing it for someone else it will always fail you have to want it for you and you have to want it for the right reasons you don't want it for the wrong reasons you don't want it to look like x y and z because maybe your resting metabolic metabolic rate it will maybe it won't allow you to look like that person. Maybe your genetics, maybe your DNA will not allow you to look like that person. So be mindful of why you are trying to lose weight, why you are dieting, and why you are buying into diet culture and doing something that statistically speaking will not only not work, but will leave you miserable and heavier than you were before you even started and not only that but also fuck with your metabolism and make it harder for you to lose weight in the future so now you're in this place where you're yo-yo dieting and it's a cycle that repeats itself you lose this weight and you're like it's fantastic you're restricted you fucked up your metabolism you gained all this weight back and now come january you're seeing the same messages you're hearing the same messages and you're doing it all over again get away from that step off of this treadmill of misery, step away from this singular mindset, this toxic mindset. If you have a coach or you go to an instructor and you take their class and they don't leave you feeling good or positive or empowered, don't take that person's class again. If there is someone you're following on Instagram and they're trying to send you, sell you a program based on what works for them and they have no certifications whatsoever, unfollow them. If you are waiting for people to take accountability and responsibility for how they are impacting diet culture and creating this narrative that is harmful and damaging, you will be waiting a long time because these people are making money off of that. And not everyone has the ethical or moral compass to know what they're doing is wrong and step away from that. Everybody has bills to pay. So you have to be the one to ultimately hold yourself accountable, hold yourself to a higher standard and be cognizant and aware of not only the messages that you're taking in, but the messages that you are promoting. Because by following certain people, you are promoting, you are co-signing their messages messages. So be mindful of that. This year, step away from diet culture. Say no to diet culture. Say no to toxic toxic fitness spaces and say yes to empowering yourself. Say yes to feeling good about yourself. Say yes to accepting yourself as enough the way you are because you do not need fixing. I promise you, you are fine the way you are. So Again, happy new year if you want to talk about this because I could talk about this forever, but I know y'all got things to do, so I'm not going to keep you waiting here. <laughs> you can leave me a voice note on Anchor FM or you can hit me up on Instagram at the Sasha Whitney or Sasha Spins. And until next time, peace out. Say hell no to diet culture.